Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the G'd Up Podcast. This is episode three. I'm your host, K Flo. And how's everybody doing today? Hope everybody's having a good day, morning, night. Just chilled out at the house a little bit. Maybe you got something good to eat. Maybe you got some Postmates. I would love some Postmates. You know what I mean? I get Postmates like twice a week, man. At minimum. At minimum. I got the Unlimited, so it was a no-brainer for you, boy. I had to get it. Okay, so, everybody excited about Halloween? Yeah, I'm going to be a a vampire Saturday. I got my cape, I got some makeup, I'm going to do my makeup and everything, kind of go ghostly white. I'm looking, looking forward to that. Going to be daddy vampire. Uh Huh? Let's see what else. What else have I been doing? Mm, recently, I watched the the Tim Heidecker uh, stand up he put up on uh, Netflix or on YouTube. It's called like Tim Heidecker being himself. Hold on, let me see. It. It was like a stand-up. It wasn't even really like stand-up. It was like a... It was a parody of him. Okay, An Evening with Tim Heidecker. This shit was so funny. <clears throat> I watched it live when they... Uh, when they broadcast it on uh, October 23rd. <clears throat> shit was hilarious. He comes out and he's like fumbling with the mic stand for like a good... A good five minutes. He's like trying to put the mic on the mic stand and it's just falling down. It's just so goofy, man. And he's telling a story about he went to the opera. It's like a bunch of just like hacky kind of uh, cliche jokes. But the way Tim delivers it, it's just, it's it's genius. It's hilarious. I was dying laughing. Uh, I think it was Friday I watched it. It's just freaking hilarious. Hmm. Let's see, what else? What else your boy been doing? Uh, just working, really. It's a long week for me, so I had to work Saturday night and Sunday night. And of course, you know, I got to work Monday mornings and Tuesday mornings. I told y'all about my crazy schedule. So it's like every other Saturday, right? But I work every Sunday night, every Monday morning, every Monday night, every Tuesday morning, and every Tuesday night I work. And then um, Wednesday morning, well, Wednesday in the afternoon I get to go home and actually sleep for like, you know, a decent amount of time until I go back to work Thursday morning. So, the double job thing ain't too bad. It ain't too bad. 
it ain't that bad. Once you've been doing it for a little bit, you kind of get your kind of get your bearings and kind of understand what you get what you need to do to keep the uh, keep the G's coming in. You know. What else? Let's see. Oh, I watched the uh, Borat subsequent movie film. Pretty funny. There was some good parts in there. Um, not as memorable as the first one, though. It was a little too... It was a little too political. I get the other one was, too, but it was just like... It was alright. It was alright. The, the funniest part was him calling Donald Trump McDonald Trump. I just thought that was hilarious. That was just very, very silly stuff. He's hilarious, though. He's he's another comedic genius. Okay, so... Let's see what's going on in the world today. What we have going on. Drake confirms a release date for his new album. Ooh, Drizzy. Dropped a teaser. For the video certified lover boy <clears throat> just got owls and shit ovo owls we're gonna lean hard into the malik imagery the owl god imagery we're gonna lean in hard to that yeah they'll love it what owls drake what are you, why are you doing that well there's a lot of conspiracy around that you know so we're gonna generate some revenue Oh, is that what's going on? Yeah, they love that shit. I don't really support it. I don't really worship it, but I just like to throw the imagery in there, you know? Okay, all right, Drake, that's cool. Whatever. <clears throat> NASA confirms there's evidence of hidden water on sunlit surface of the moon. Oh, so even on the parts of the of the moon that get sunlight, suggesting, oh, so yeah, water may not be limited to cold, shadowed places. That's interesting. Well, I'm sure it's still cold as fuck up there, with or without sunlight, right? <clears throat> no atmospheric um, layer. Pretty cool, though. That's pretty, pretty cool. Let's see what else is going on. Let's see what else is happening in these streets. Everybody's getting excited for the PlayStation 5. I'll prob I'm probably going to skip it. <clears throat> like, I'm probably going to just skip it for a year. I'm just, you know, like, a, I don't have too much time to play. And I'll wait for a price drop, wait for some games to come out. It's not like there's any more Metal Gear Solid games coming out. So that's, you know, those were those used to be the big launch games for me, was anything Hideo Kojima was doing. But now that he's not with Konami anymore, it's kind of like, eh, eh, we'll see what happens. We shall see what 
happens. Watch the the Trump sixty minutes interview with the what's her name Leslie Stahl. He gets up. Oh, we're gonna take a two minute break. Okay, all right. And like Trump gets up, he like kind of does like a half stand in the interview. If you watch it, he does like a half stand, and uh, it looks like he's about to like lean over and like kiss Leslie Stahl or something. Like he just pauses for like a half second. Like, I want to see his face when he when he's getting up. They don't show his face when he kind of just sitting there paused, but it's funny. It's goofy at this point. Let's see. <clears throat> I watched this video on Worldstar where this guy is like, the, 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 the caption is, did him dirty. Dude tried to scoop a baddie at the mall on his birthday and got curved hella hard. Okay, right. That's the that's the caption. And you watch the video, and this guy just like he's like FaceTiming himself, right? He's like recording his head, walking through the mall, and like he just goes up to this girl, and he's like, "Hey, it's my birthday. What you think? Can I get your number?" And she's like, "Nah, bro, you hella ugly." Right? And he's just like, "Oh man, see, that's why I, don't, I get curved every day, man. Even if it's my birthday." He's young. The kid looked like he's like 16, 15 or some shit, but I just don't get it. Like, <clears throat> why are you recording yourself trying to get girls, first of all? Like, you just look awkward. Like, you're going up to women and you're doing that and you're recording yourself. Okay, cool. Then, not only that, but you post it. Like, you got roasted. Then, it's posted. So you got roasted, and then the internet's where you chose to post it. That's why you got ghosted. Just like Glenn Close did. It's crazy. I just don't understand this new generation. I just don't understand them. There's all this twerking and working and tats and Making the stallion. Uh, uh. Yeah. It's a whole lot of nothing going on. Lil Pump endorses Trump for president. F Sleepy Joe. Okay. That's eh, just silly. Anytime I see like a rapper or somebody, like, especially a rapper, like, it's like you're a m- less than a month away from election. Like a, like a week or two away from election, right? So you're just going to say something to incite a conversation about yourself. Just insert yourself into it. It's so. It's so, look at me. <laughs> um, did you guys hear about this? Orlando worker fired after speaking out about a letter that warned employees of layoffs if Biden wins. So a central Florida worker who spoke out about a letter from his boss threatening layoffs if Joe Biden wins the election has now been fired. 
uh, DMC President George Daniels included a letter with recent pay stubs reading, if Trump and the Republicans win the election, DMC, the job he works for, will hopefully be able to continue operating, more or less at, at, as it has been operating lately. It's just funny that they would, I mean, it's, I think most jobs, most corporations have to remain politically neutral, right? Like you can't really like assert anything. You can't even really say anything about it. Like I know at my jobs, they don't let you wear masks with, uh, American flags, Trump 2020. No, nothing. No, no BLM. You can't wear Black Lives Matter on your mask. You know, so they just want to remain as neutral as possible. And I, I get it. You know, it's, it's the workplace. You're just trying to, you're just trying to get that guap. You're not trying to get all political. You just want to pull up, get fresh, have some white reeds on your feet, step into the office, you know, or Da Vinci's, whatever. Um, you want to step up in that thing and, and get them, get the guallas, multiple guallas. Well, how about these murder hornets? Ew. The first nest of Asian giant hornets, murder hornets, found in the U.S. has successfully been destroyed by scientists. The nest in the state of Washington was found by putting tracker devices on the hornets, and it was sucked out of a tree using a vacuum. Murder hornets have a powerful sting and can spit venom. The nest in Washington was found when... Etymologists, scientists that study insects, use dental floss to tie tracking devices to three hornets. Also, use dental floss. I used to do that. Not with murder hornets, but with like bumblebees. You could get like a big book. You know, your kid. You get a big book. It's a summer day. You go out there. You're bored as hell. You smack a bee and you knock them out, right? Like a big fat bumblebee. You kind of knock them out, and uh, you don't have to hit them too hard. He like knock him out, and he would take like a piece of floss or t or uh, like sewing thread, and you would tie it around the abdomen, and you have a little pet bee. You just fly around till you get bored, you know, because you're like eight years old. And you probably just you probably just tie it up to a tree. Like, oh, don't go anywhere, bee. Don't go anywhere, Buzzy. Stay right there, Buzzy. Zzz. Poor Buzzy. Poor, poor Buzzy. Alright, let's see what's happening in the neck of the news world. Let's see if there's anything interesting. Ugh. Ugh. Let's see. Tuesday motivation. Here we go. Y'all probably be listening to this on Thursday, but it's currently Tuesday I'm recording this. So let's get into some Tuesday or Thursday motivation. Keep it simple and classic. Tuesday motivation. Oh. So this one, I'm supposed to be motivated by... Formal attire. This young lady has on formal attire. Hashtag Tuesday motivation. I'm motivated. You know? I'm motivated just by looking at 
professionalism, success. It's got me motivated. Being happy is a very personal thing, and it really has nothing to do with anyone else. Hashtag Tuesday motivation. Oof. It's, it's pretty true, though. I, I, I do agree with that. Happiness is a choice. It's made from within. You got to be happy. Well, what's the alternative, man? You're just going to be not happy? It sucks. It's sad. Mm, let's see. Well, it's a bunch of Tuesday thoughts. Hashtag Tuesday vibes. Oh, my gosh. Amy Coney Barrett to Supreme Court. U.S. Senate confirms. Oh. Did she get by? Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell fast-tracks Supreme Court nominees and slow-tracks everything else, says his Democratic challenger Amy McGrath, adding that he is not interested in negotiating when the White House has passed two stimulus bills. It's a declaration of duty, or dereliction of duty. Sorry, I can't read. Uh, and another shooting. Let's see what happened in today's shooting. Protesters and police clash in Philadelphia after officers shoot and kill local black man. Police shot and killed a 27-year-old black man in Philadelphia street after yelling at him to drop his knife, sparking violent protests that police said injured 30 officers and led to dozens of arrests. <clears throat> Philadelphia police shot and killed a black man reportedly suffering mental health issues, saying he had a knife. Walter Wallace Jr. was 27. Police shot him 10 plus times as his mother tried to calm the situation. Says his father, why didn't they use a taser? Yeah... You would think they would. You would think they would try to utilize that taser. Like, you see these other videos of them, like, and it's got to be such a hard job. But you see people, like, you see police officers. Like, what was the one, the one guy, the, the guy who grabbed the officer's gun and shot both of them, killed one of the officers, and one of them was badly injured, and they drove away. And then they eventually caught him. Like, they're sitting there pleading with that guy. Like, they just let protocol go out the window messing with that guy. And, you know, and it cost, you know, cost a lot. It cost, cost more officers their life. Like, you really should have had the taser out on that guy. You should have been tasing him. Dual tasers, right? Like, siphon filter. He's got one. The officer's got one on the leg. The other one's got one, like, to the neck. Right, and then once you see steam or heat coming out, then you let off. Probably not going to be too much movement coming out of the suspect. So, you know, just check for the sun, the vitals. If you want to look for breathing, stuff like that. Keep it moving, remain calm, keep it G'd up. You know, but they're doing all that grabbing. You're just too close. It's just too close for me. Like, I would have distance between me and that person. And I get it, like a knife is a bad weapon. You can throw a knife, you know, it, it, it could hurt somebody, maybe kill them. But 
You got a taser too. A taser's long range and taser's high voltage. I don't, you know, you gotta exhaust. You have to use appropriate means of restraint for the aggressor, right? Like you have to match the aggression, right? I know this stuff because I, I kind of work in similar fields where sometimes it gets physical. You have you have a training, you have a protocol, you got to go hands on and be safe. But I think that, um, man, they just sometimes I think they're just they're they'd rather just instead of meeting the aggression, they rather come over the top like Sylvester Stallone. Right. And just just put an end to this shit. You know, like with the whole, you know, they're sitting there arm wrestling. He comes down a little bit. He comes back. Ah. But who knows? But yeah, it's just sad because it's like it's it's a real story. A real person died, but. You got you got people really mad, and I, I get it. I get it, man. Someone needs to check these police officers and make sure they're they're not abusing their power. How about the, you guys know Beanie Man? Yes, my man, you get shot. Zagazao. You guys keep up with Beanie Man news? Like me? Uh, yesterday I saw a video of Beanie Man. He's, I guess his mom passed away. And he was at the funeral. And he passed out. You know. And, you know, I, I just saw a little video of Beanie Man getting carried away. Beanie Man, so he's pretty. What did I learn about Beanie Man? I think I, you know, around like early two thousands, he had the song with Ti on Ti's first little single with Neptune's. I'm serious. I'm sure he had songs. Beanie Man had songs before that, but that's not kind of. I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, that's tough, man. I'm sure he just was feeling. I've had that. I mean, my mom. My mom passed away. I think I was 27. My mom passed away. She was 49. I was, I, I remember that feeling good and well. You know. It's a feeling. Nobody should really have to do. You know. I don't. You know. I guess it's better to bury your parents than have your parents bury their children, but it doesn't make it any easier lo losing somebody, you know, that that you love and you, you have in your life every day. And when that person goes, it's like a piece of you part of you kind of dies with them, you know. You, you know, you just kind of, it's like you got a wound. But that shit's got to heal up. It becomes a callus. And your skin just gets a little bit tougher. Because you got to keep going. You got to, it makes you stronger, you know. 
But there's not a day goes by you don't think about them. You know, losing losing a parent and stuff. Uh, let's see. Anything else going on in the world? Did you guys play with the new character on Super Smash Brothers? Steve? Minecraft Steve? Steve, a clue, a clue. That's the real Steve. They should have. They, they should have put Steve from Blue's Clues on that shit, right? That would've been badass. Like the old. No, you know what? The new Steve and the old Steve. You could just pick different outfits and change the skin. You know what I mean? I haven't played Smash Brothers in a long ass time. It's been months. And I, you know, I just wasn't too excited about this character. I'm like, oh, this is like some, this is like some game breaking shit. Like he can just build blocks, and I haven't even played. I haven't, I haven't played that game in several months. Like I said, so I need to turn it on and see what he's like. But yeah, it's like he can set blocks anywhere and. <sighs> These moves are just too complicated. Wrapping my head around, like I'm getting too old. Mm. What else? What else? Let me see what else is popping in the world. Okay. You guys watch the the Kanye West Joe Rogan experience, or you listen to the the interview? It's pretty good. It's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of really good statements. Like you could just take chunks of what he's saying. It's it's pretty powerful. It's like leader leader speak. You know, motivating, uh, grandiose, just like a large. Um, not to say generalization, but he just, yeah, he sounds like a politician, kind of. But, overall, pretty good. He's, he's, he, you know, he spoke about, he spoke about God a lot. I think he's, he's, he talked about God and his personal relationship with, with, with God and, and how that's affected him. And how it's kind of reshaped his his aim since his mom passed away so hats off to Kanye man for doing something you know just groundbreaking and different like you know music today is, is pretty secular it's it's tough to even like it's tough to even gain a following like if you're if you're coming with some like Christian music or something like that, but he's managed to uh, get in the game, so to speak, and then uh, make the type of music that he wants to make. So hats off to Kanye for doing that. That's tough. That's very tough, man. Seems like anything positive or anything different, like you know, going against the grain, it's always you know difficult to do. 
yeah. Sometimes I get on uh, Instagram and I look at this guy. Uh, his name's his name's White Folks. W H Y T E F O F O L K Z three five seven. This dude's hilarious. Like, <clears throat> look, doing a deep dive on this guy. Uh, it seems like he was an old pimp back in the day, and he was on this pimp documentary. He was called Mr. White Folks, right? And this was probably from, like, the early 90s. You can pro- you can find it on YouTube if you typed in, like, Mr. White Folks. He's, like, this guy from this white pimp from Tennessee. And uh, it looks like him, 40 years later, 30 years later, he, like, he's been in Memphis just he got like his eye fucked up he's probably been incarcerated a little bit right but the majority of his content on instagram is him is him saying uh just throwing up gang signs and hanging out with like derelicts and and people on the street him in gas stations trying to holler at women what's up hey there white folk um, he's always got like a bottle of like $5 gin, like Seagram's gin with him. And he's, he, he's got like a Draco with him, like a, like a, like a little automatic machine gun listening to like money bag. Yo, he's pretty funny. He's pretty fucking, uh, he's, he looks like somebody's grandpa, right? looks like somebody's grandpa then fell in the trap and they just, they, they forgot about him for a couple years and he learned the trap lingo. He learned how to chop rocks, how to serve fiends, what have you, how to tote K's, and and bus choppers. So, check him out. White folks with the Z, 375. He's on some real ignorant type of stuff. Right? So, we'll see what happens with him. Looks like he's got some some kidney issues or something. I, I, I don't know. He's probably got some type of you know, tuberculosis or tetanus or something like that. He's he better keep it low. But tell that boy watch his blood sugar. You know what I mean? And in crypto news, John McAfee, an eccentric millionaire crypto enthusiast and antivirus expert. You guys remember McAfee antivirus back in the day? Was recently detained in Spain on charges of U.S. tax evasion. He also faces charges arising from a series of questionable crypto promotions from which from which he allegedly profited millions of dollars. Though he is currently in Spanish prison, it did not stop him from sharing a few of his thoughts on recent developments in the crypto industry so this article by cointelegraph.com I guess McAfee boldly forecast that Bitcoin will hit 1 million within 3 years and then he's changed that prediction a little bit here and there he says we will see very soon a new movement into using cryptocurrencies as transactions rather than as a get rich quick scheme this is why I developed 
the ghost stable coin. Okay. So he's just promoting his other alternate coin. Cool. Thanks, John. Thanks, man. But yeah. He's he, they're 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 painting him like, you know, he's a nut. That's all he's been really doing is promoting crypto. But he's not doing something legal, so I don't know. I think everybody should, you know, personally, if you got a little money, if you got 50 bucks, you got a thousand bucks you could spare, maybe see what happens after the election. Buy a little crypto. Sit on it. You know what I mean? Oh, um, couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt at all, really. Especially if it's just some money you got sitting around. hundred bucks. Just throw it in there and forget about it. Come back and see what's up in 20 years. You know? All right. All right. Let's just let's watch some. Let's 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 flip through some headlines and see what's popping. Ex-paratrooper attempts record jump without a parachute. Well, let's watch this. John Bream. What's up, Bream? Thirty-four, nicknamed the Flying Fish, dropped about 130 feet, 40 meters, from a helicopter off Hailing Island, on the Hampshire coast. Hampshire. We'll see what happens. Support divers said he was briefly unconscious when he hit the water and was taken to a hospital for precaution. Oh. So he really got it in. Alright, here we go. Video. I mean, it doesn't look that high. Uh, yeah, it is pretty high. Like, if you're jumping out of a helicopter at that height, you gotta do, like, the pin drop. You gotta kinda... You gotta do the light as a feather, stiff as a board. Light as a feather, stiff as a board, right? The craft. You gotta, you gotta have that mantra in your head and kind of needle nose shoot down. You're gonna pass out anyway, though. Insane. That is crazy. Right, let's see what else is going on. All right, all you speed demons, listen up. Because there might be a change of ordinance. According to the AJC, uh, this article says, Atlantic Council takes the next step in fight against street racers. Well, those caught street racing in Atlanta will no longer be allowed to sign their name to get out of jail if the city council adopts the proposed ordinance. Late Monday, the council's public safety committee passed an ordinance that will require anyone arrested for street racing to stay in jail until that person sees a judge within 24 to 48 hours of arrest. The judge will then determine a bond amount and any special restrictions before a suspect can be released. Okay, so it's the latest move to curb a loud and potentially dangerous pastime on city streets, racing and laying drag. And it's a move the Atlanta Police Department calls a game changer. The ordinance, sponsored by Michael Julian Bond, got overwhelming support during 
more than four hours of public comments, including from a dozen Buckhead residents. We certainly do need to get this mess stopped, one caller said. People's lives are in jeopardy, and we can't afford to wait any longer. Others called the racing dangerous, ridiculous, lawlessness, and embarrassing to the city. Lifelong city residents told the council members they're scared to walk on their own neighborhood streets for fear of being hit. But a few opposed the ordinance, urging council members to come up with other ways to stop racing, with some stating the change will unfairly target minorities. Others voiced concerns about keeping people in jail longer during the pandemic. We need to find solutions to actually solve the problem instead of locking people up in cages, one caller said. We need a real solution and not punishment. Yeah. Officers have issued 528 citations this year related to street racing, which often bring a crowd of spectators on weekend nights through the early morning hours. Okay. Yeah, those videos I see of people getting fishtailed and getting hit because they're doing donuts in the parking lot or whatever. Everybody want to be like Paul Wall and Slim Thug and stuff and come down and chop on blades, so to speak, but... It's, uh, I don't know. You know, um, what happened to the good old days of running cores back from Atlanta to Texarkana? You know, what happened to those days? You know, bandit, snowman. But street racing's kind of, I think, you know, one of those things where you just do it at your own risk people do it they know there's risks involved they don't give a fuck thousand dollars somebody dies they don't give a shit you know it's it's the rush the rush is greater than any type of risk you know i think that's that's the drive that keeps these people doing this stuff um right you know, you got people jumping out of planes, people swimming with sharks. It's dangerous shit, you know, at face value, but it's fun. It's fun if that's what you're into, you know? So, that's a tough one. We get, what does it say? We get the areas prior to the individual setting up. APD is aggressively monitoring and pursuing those who engage in street racing. We will employ our resources to cite and or arrest those involved in this illegal, dangerous, and disruptive activity. Below are the statistics from APD Street Racing Detail just last week. So yeah, be careful out there if you're street racing. If that's your thing during COVID season, you want to get out there and race. and That's all you got. I don't know why the hell you'd be doing that though. Like, 2020 is the year to sit your ass down and start thinking about stuff, right? Like, thinking about your finances, thinking about spending time with your family, think about what you really want out of life. That's what 2020 is about. Think about what makes you happy and get closer to that, right? Not street racing. and You know, hop on the game, man. We have so many, We have so much technology. You could play the new Gran Turismo, get a steering wheel with a VR helmet, and it's, you know the same thing you don't have to worry about busting your your your, your brand new uh skyline you know that you spent 
$100,000 on. And, oh, people filming it and shit. Oh, you're a bitch. Oh, you fucked up. And they're just roasting you. You smashed your car up. You just got it. You just got it that day. I mean, that's a... It's got to be more productive ways to spend your time than doing shit like that. I don't know. You know, especially during, like... Okay, 2019, you're street racing. Sure. Why not? Pandemic hasn't hit. But... Oh, man, you're street racing in 2020? You really don't give a fuck. You really don't give a fuck. But to each his own. Just be careful. You know. I, You know, really, I just want to see you guys go from here to Texarkana with, with a case of cores. You know? Let's see if any of you guys can do that. You know? I want to see you guys do what they say can't be done. Okay? Okay. <clears throat> How about this one? How the waters off California's coast became a DDT dumping ground. Decades ago, the Los Angeles coast was a dumping ground for thousands of barrels of acid sludge laced with the toxic pesticide DDT. The ocean buried the evidence for generations. No one could see it until now. So I guess the LA Times posted uh, an article on their website how the waters off Catalina became a DDT dumping dumping ground. It's crazy. Remember DDT, the toxic chemical Rachel Carson warned us about in the silent spring of 1962. The nation's largest DDT maker was here in LA. One way the factory got rid of its waste was by dumping thousands of barrels each month into the ocean near Catalina. DDT wasn't banned until 1972. Shipping logs show that every month in the years after World War II, thousands of barrels of toxic waste were dumped near Santa Catalina Island. As many as half a million of these barrels could be underwater right now. They just got these images. They got these gifts of this old barrel that looks like a tree stump underwater and it's got like an oil slick spill around it with god knows what kind of weird chemical coming out this is a leaking barrel filled with DDT sludge 3,000 feet down off Catalina Island and there might be hundreds of thousands like it uh they were pulling logs and of what some of these disposal, what some of these guys had to do and dispose of these barrels, right? It said, when the barrels were too buoyant to sink on their own, one report said, workers simply punctured them. I went through old shipping logs, historical records, undigitized research, and talked to so many scientists who helped me piece together what actually happened. Also, they actually, they would dump it over the side of the boat and then if they would start floating if they wouldn't sink they would just puncture them what so think about that next time you're over there out there in the ocean worried about sharks worried about giant squids it's probably it's probably some barrels of sludge underneath the ocean.
as many as half a million of these barrels could still be underwater right now. That's crazy. It's an outrageous story. I believe it, though, you know. They don't, you know, they probably do more of this stuff, and then they don't record it, they don't log it, because it's, of course, illegal to dump so much, right? That's why we have OSHA and all these regular, regulatory programs. We found actual photos of the workers at 2 in the morning dumping, but before they would dump the barrels... They would take a big axe or hatchet to them and cut them open on purpose so they would sink. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. And then we wonder why the oceans are fucked up. Why sea life is, you know, decreasing at an exponential rate. <sighs> it's crazy, man. Half a million barrels of sludge off of Catalina. Toxic waste, man. Toxic waste. Yeah, so... What else we going... Oh, last week... This guy got arrested at my job. He, uh... He... How did it all start? Well, he'd been telling on his peers that... I guess he's... He saw his peers bogling over some young teenage girls. So he made a point to go and tell on them and you know whatever you know some of his peers I guess were you know looking looking inappropriately so he comes back and that creates a rift between him and the other guys right of course it is so one of the guys comes back uh, Thursday night and he says oh I didn't see so and so you know so he comes back super late and he tells the guy here that he went on a date with his girlfriend. He left work early. He went on a date with his girlfriend. He had a nice dinner, blah, blah, blah. That's a no-no. That's a no-no here. You can't do that. And he was out past curfew. Probably using, probably using drugs, right? So I talked to him that next morning after he got busted, right? And he's got a meeting to go face the music, right? His whole world's coming crashing down. And I tell him, I'm like, look, go up there and humble yourself. Take the punishment. Tell him you'll do whatever you want to do as long as you get to stay. Because he's he's court mandated, right? If he leaves here, he's going to go back to jail. Federal prison, probably, right? This guy has some serious charges, like some bank robbing charges and stuff like that. Multiple banks. So, I'm talking to him, I'm coaching him, I'm like, okay, man, go up there, tell him, you know, you know, apparently his girlfriend has cancer, he was saying, so tell him that, you know, this might be the last time you see her, and, you know, you'll just take whatever punishment comes to you. Cool, so, sounds like, he sounds very receptive, he sounds receptive to my advice, he goes up to the to the meeting. The main guy tells him to pack his shit, get out, and he goes off on him. Calls him a racist. Fuck you. I'm going to whoop your ass. You a piece of shit. You're going to get yours. They call the cops on his ass because they're not playing that. 
it's time to go. Right? So the cops come up here, they arrest him. They see him put him in the back of the cop car. He's packing all this shit up. I chunk a deuce. I tell him to hold it down. We hold on to his stuff. Maybe he'll be back. Maybe he'll send somebody to, you know, a relative or somebody to come back and pick up his stuff. But he, uh, he calls me that day, like later on that day before I leave, he calls and says, Hey man, don't worry about me. Tell the guys, don't worry. I'm not in jail. Just wanted to let you guys know, uh, I'm, I'm back at my sister's house. It's all good. I'm not going back to jail. I'm a, I'm a be at work tonight. And, uh, I just want y'all to not worry about me. Okay. I'm like, okay, man. All right. Good, 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 bro. I'm like, that's, that's good to hear. And then come today, I, I, I do an inmate search on him and he's locked up for bent for these, for these warrants, bank robbery. So the moral of the story is, and this dude's like 60 something, probably 70. He's probably going on 70, right? I mean, he's, he's a, he, he's a good dude. He's really said he's, you know, he had all he had was his recovery and if he doesn't do this, he's got nothing else. But, you know, he got tripped up. He thought he could go out and go out to eat or go spend the night at a hotel. Or... <sighs> you can't do that shit. You can't live a normal life and be in recovery. Your normalcy will come. But if you're in a house, you're in a sober living house, and you're trying to go on dates with your girl, your head's not where it needs to be, dog. All that other shit that you thought you could do, that normal people do, you're not going to be able to do that, dog. You know, you're not. <laughs> you're gonna. There's going to be consequences to this shit. You're under a magnifying glass. Right? So, <sighs> this guy really needed this, and he fucked it up. He fucked it up. He made a bad decision to go out to eat with this girl or... Maybe, maybe he got a little piece that night. Maybe he went back and got him that one piece. Oh, the golden piece. Throw it all away for the golden piece. Forget the golden fleece. This guy got the golden piece. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, it's fucked up. Like, never seen somebody get arrested up here before. But, hey, it's the first time for everything, apparently. Uh... I wish things had worked out differently. Um, ladies and gentlemen, do not, do not, do not put yourself in a position where you're just robbing banks. <laughs> you're just robbing banks, driving up and down 75 or 85 robbing banks, and you, you hit about 20 or 30 in a month. Don't ever put yourself in that position. It's not going to end well. You might have fun. You might have fun for a month, and that's what this guy he told me it sounded like. He had fun for a month. 10,000 at this bank, 20,000, 30,000 at that bank. And probably just smoking it all up. Fucking it all up, tricking it all off, smoking smoking rocks. Probably banging up. Got whores and dope. <laughs> whores and dope at the quality in, you know? That's quality of life right there, you know? That's yeah, just fucking sad though. So you know, and he was one of the, I'd say, elder statesmen of the residents because he's working, right? There's only about maybe half the guys go to work at a time, right? So he was going to work, and he was showing the other guys how to 
how to really, you know, work the program. And what he was saying sounded good. And he even was, like, trying to do the right thing. And I just really don't, it just takes one mistake to fuck you up. Granted, he had a lot of mistakes coming up to this point. So, like I said, when you're in this position of living under someone else's rules, living under someone else's treatment, living under someone else's scrutiny, you really got to take that shit seriously because you're probably on your last few uh, lifelines. You got to give up all that old way of thinking, surrender yourself, and say, I'm going to get right at all costs. I'm going to stay away from BS. I'm going to stay away from drama. I'm going to stay away from girls. Right? Because that shit just clouds your judgment. And I'm going to put all my legal troubles behind me. And once I do that, then who knows? Right? But it just takes one moment of weakness. Fuck your whole shit up. So, you know. Just stay G'd up, okay? If you need any advice on getting G'd up, hit your boy up. This is the G'd up podcast. We can get you G'd up. But yeah, it's been another exciting G'd up podcast. Um, I know episode two had some little static or something like that. I'm going to try to get better at that, you guys. But so far, it's been fun. Um, I'm thinking it's going to be every... Thursday and Sunday I'm going to post, so be on the lookout for that. It may change, may not. Hit your boy up. Feel free, if you guys get the Anchor app, I think you guys can message me and send me questions or audio clips or something like that, so if you guys want to, send me something on there, or send me something on Twitter at 325music. Alright, maybe I'll start an email here in a little bit, and... Uh, maybe by the next episode, I'll have an email set up for you guys. If you guys want to email questions and que- uh, comments or concerns, or um, if you guys have any G'd up suggestions, you know, we'll look into that. But you know what? You guys have an excellent night, excellent day, whatever it is, evening, morning. And I'll catch y'all on the flippity flop. G's up. Mm-hmm.